Hello and welcome to The Natural Evolution, produced by Rebel Health Tribe, a radio show focused on providing you with inspiration, education, and tools for true healing and transformation. I'm Michael, and I'll be your guide on this adventure as together we explore the very nature of the healing journey. And we're live for the origin story today a little bit. Uh, I am joined by my friend and co-founder of Rebel Health Tribe, Joe Rignola. Joe, thanks for doing this. Mike, it's my pleasure, man. I couldn't say no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really that easy. I was like, I'm starting a podcast. You want to be on it? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Uh, simple, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much anything you ask me to do, I'm just going to say yes to. (laughs) Well, it's too fun. Like, it's it's too much fun. So um, for those that don't know... This podcast is produced by Rebel Health Tribe, which is the company we co-founded in a lot of years ago now. Uh, I think it was 2014 officially, but we started talking, I think, in 2013. Okay. Well, we obviously are are very studious with our details and our dates and our, <laughs> our things like that. But yeah, it was a while ago now. We're looking at like seven years ago. And yeah. people often wonder how that came about. And I get asked often like advice, like, how did you start this company or this thing? And I'm like, I don't think I'm the one that you need to come to <laughs> learn how to launch a business, but uh, it was purely accidental. And um, I figured it would be really good context for people to know what this is all about to understand where the whole thing came from and where it started, because I'm really trying to align this with the original missions that we had at the beginning, which was to help people yeah, and, and help concept. people get, get educated in ways that empower them to make decisions that they can be their own healer, their own guide. And um, that's really what we're going to try to do here. And so I figure we could set the record straight. Now we did this once before on the older podcast that is Mm -hmm. no longer. So this will be the updated, newer, modern, old story. Sounds good. That that we can share. Somewhere around 2008, I went back to school for health and nutrition because I was all banged up and we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah. Check out um, Joe's, Joe's personal episode. We'll go through his story and talk about brain yeah. zaps. Yeah. Scary <laughs> stuff. So, but um, once I kind of recovered my own health, I was like, I really want to help other people do this, feel better, get well. Um, so I went back to school for health and nutrition, became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, um, health coach, all that stuff. And I was doing one-on-one coaching for a couple of years. And then I heard of like these online events, like summit type things. I'm like, I want to do one of those. I want to do, because I've always wanted to do like a cooking show. So this is my excuse to do a cooking show. And um, I did something called the Primal Cooking Workshop. And I somehow had all the who's who in paleo world to say yes. Basically, they taught me how to cook and we recorded it all and put out this, this workshop. And that was my first official launch. And that was around the time I stopped doing one-on-one coaching because I'm like, okay, I can do, I could, I can help one person at a time or I can help 20,000 people at a time. Um, Cause that's how many people signed up for that, for that event. And so I did that, that was it. And then I did a few more launches after that, some big, some small. I had seen Mike around in a couple of Facebook groups and we had gotten friendly. Um, we were both FDNs. And I asked you if I could interview you on digestion and you said, yes. And we yet to record that interview. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't done that. And that was yeah, eight years ago, but probably um, won't ever do that now. But yeah, then you <laughs> asked me like, what was it for? And I started telling you about this summit that I wanted to do on digestion. 
And I guess you could probably take it from there, from your perspective. Um, yeah, I didn't understand what was going on. Um, yeah. I had a similar timeline and trajectory. I got into health stuff around 2008, nine, and got a master's degree in exercise science and started being a trainer for a minute and then hated it and realized that you can't like beat the hell out of people to make them more healthy. Yeah, I and don't so picture I, you being a personal trainer. Like no, I could never, I wasn't, could never picture you doing that. I wasn't very good at it. I was immediately more interested in the nutrition and the yeah. like lifestyle stuff than I was in the weights uh, and the, the training. But initially I went to school to work with athletes and I did that for exactly like two weeks and was like, Nope, this is not what I'm going to do. And I started working with deconditioned and unhealthier people. And I found that to be way more rewarding. It was more fun for me to help somebody who was in pain, like be able to walk up the stairs than it was to like help a guy that can like already jump this high, jump that high or yeah. something. Cause they, they didn't want to listen to me anyways, the athletes. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what am I doing? And I, went through the Czech Institute for my nutrition and, and health stuff and then found FDN. And I think it was the FDN group. Yeah. I knew you had, you had wellness punks, which was yeah, your company. Was company. And I thought yeah. that was super cool. Cause I liked the name <laughs> and I had no idea what you were doing. I was just like, and I didn't even realize you were that guy until we had the phone call. Oh, that's and then you told me like, oh, my company wellness punks. And I'm like, I know those guys. And you're like, those guys is me. Just me. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> me. And um, you'd asked me to do an interview on stomach acid and yeah. like how it's always backwards. Like people think you have too much, but you have too little. And yep. I'm like, sure, but why? And then <laughs> we started to explain that you were putting together an event and that you were promoting Sean Croxton, who Sean did all Croxton. the summits, the big summits then that you mm -hmm. were promoting his thing. And I was like, what's promoting? What's a summit? What's a list? An what's an affiliate? I didn't know anything. And then we talked and then I was all like fired up because I didn't know this was a thing. Like I didn't know what you were doing was a thing that people do. And so I had created a course the previous year and spent like nine months of my life on it and thought if I make this super cool course, lots of people will buy it and then it'll be awesome. And instead, like six people bought it, who were my clients who I made by it. <laughs> and then nobody else bought it because literally nobody knew it existed. And I forgot about that part where yeah. people need to know that it exists in order to be able to buy it. And so I was depressed and just sitting on this thing. And then we had that talk. And I remember I said something to Mira, who was my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now that I was living in Arizona. I said like, hey, I talked to this guy and listen to what he does. He makes videos and then sends them to an email list and then has events and then doesn't work with clients one-on-one -on -one and company makes money. I, I don't understand anything that's going on, but it sounds really cool. And I want to learn how to do it because I had just left Illinois where my clients were like, my clients mm -hmm. were all in person. So I had left right. that and I was like, broke and didn't have income and was like, how am I going to make money now? And uh, she said, call that guy back and ask him if he can sell your course or something like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. huh? Okay. So that's when I, I don't know if I messaged you or emailed you or something. It was like, Hey, I have this course. It's cool. Maybe you could sell it. We could work out a thing. And mm -hmm. you were like, sure. Okay. I'll check it out. And then a couple of days later you hit me up and we're like, this course is awesome. Let's make a thing. 
yeah and we talked on the phone for i remember we talked on the phone for like two hours yeah yeah about it I'm like let's take this course and make it much more complicated and much more yeah. stressful and way bigger yeah this is already <laughs> done so let's turn it into something that takes six months to produce <laughs> And so we did. We we overcomplicated it, turned it into something way more complex. We rebranded it. We created the Rebel Health Tribe company. Mm-hmm. And then to double overcomplicate it, we created a summit around it. Right. Like that yeah. was the thing. It's so funny now because we look at you look at like the master classes and how much value they bring. And then like with the brain and nervous system one, it's almost the same formula, just better and more precise. Right. So you've got all yeah. the interviews and then we introduced the, the uh, Titus's course. Right. You introduced yeah, yeah. Titus's course. So it's a similar format. Yeah. So I thought I was thinking about that the other day. It's like it's actually really interesting. Just that we're way better at it now. <laughs> yeah. The content's better. It's more precise yeah. like that. That original is called Primal 90. The, the, Primal 90, yeah. uh, the course itself was like 90 days long. Yeah. I mean, it was like college master's level amount of mm-hmm. like it was like hours and hours and hours and hours I, when I created it I literally took everything that I ever taught any of my clients and put it into digital form and videos with mm-hmm. slides and whatever and thought I'll just have people learn this first and then they can pay me for sessions to work with them because mm-hmm. frankly I was tired of teaching people the same stuff over and over and over and over and over and yeah. over and they were paying me to do it a lot so I was like we could just skip that and then the sessions with the people could be really personalized Mm-hmm. versus teaching them eat organic food go to bed on time like these things yeah. but in retrospect the course is too big yeah. it's overwhelming there's tons of content and then we recorded 30 interviews mm-hmm. that we also decided that a 10-day launch event or summit event is not enough work no we needed to do a whole so month we did launch. an entire month where it was one episode per day for a month which yeah. was cool nobody ever did that before and nobody's ever done that again and there's probably a good reason why. good reason for that um because anybody on listening to this who's ever been involved in launches all we did was stretch the stress and work of a launch yeah. out like four times longer than mm-hmm. normal and uh it was interesting though it. because people did get to see more where in the launch model normally it's like a rush or frantic and we didn't yeah. want to have that so we right. they watch one per day and there was literally one per day i think it was the entire month of march and there were some big name people that said yes like we had some yep. big people on that like terry yep. walls was on there dan kalish was on there yep. people at the time who were like the 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 icons of the industry i remember emailing terry walls and being like oh man, she's not going to respond to me. And then yeah. she did. And she wanted to have a phone call. And I called you and I was like, dude, I'm going to be talking I, to Terry Walls on the phone. I remember that. What do I say? How do I do this? Who do I talk she's a to? Hero. Like, yeah. yeah. Now I've interviewed her a bunch of times and she's yeah. super nice and really easy to work with. And, and and we get on the phone and I thought she was going to be grilling me about like, what's the event? What are you teaching? What She mm-hmm. wanted to know like my story. Like, where do I come from? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? It was like really personal. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared for that. And I was caught off guard. And I was like, oh, these are people too. Yeah, exactly. Like she's a people. Yep. She's not this TEDx talk. Mm-hmm. And because if you don't know, Terry has a TED talk that got like a zillion views because yeah. uh, she reversed her own MS, which isn't something you're supposed to be able to do. So it was yeah. a, a big deal. Now she has the Walls Protocol and the books and the studies, the clinical studies, all this stuff. But mm-hmm. so we did that. And I don't remember how many people signed up part of that. It was like 30,000 or 
something like that. Um, I think between twenty and thirty thousand, but it was big. It was it know, was big. We we did really well with it, and they launched the company. Yeah, the whole right, thing stemmed from it. there, and then <laughs> and then it was Quran. Yeah, because um, and Megaspore because I had heard about Megaspore from Chris Cresser, I think, mm-hmm. and gave it to Mira's mom. I was about done with probiotics. Like I had tried all the Everything. types of probiotics with clients, mm-hmm. and it was like hit or miss, like a total crapshoot whether or not people got better or worse or whatever. And I was like, maybe this is just nonsense. And, Mm -hmm. but then he wrote, there's this interesting one and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, that guy's smart. This sounds like a good idea. I'll give it to somebody I know. And so Mm -hmm. I gave it to Mira's mom. And within two weeks, her like lifelong asthma and allergies, pet asthma is like Mm -hmm. pet dander would trigger asthma. And she'd be in the hospital. She had to have her clients. She's a therapist, change their clothes before they came to see her if they had pets, because she couldn't even be around that. And within two weeks, she said that she wasn't reacting to animals for the first time in her life. Could that be the probiotic? And I was like, no, nah. I don't have any idea how that would be a thing. And she's like, well, can you ask them? And I'm like, who's them? Like, I've tried to contact supplement companies before and you get like some guy on the phone that's a salesperson who doesn't know anything about the products. And they're like, yeah, here's the phone number to our chief science guy. Just text him. And I'm like, Okay. So I text him. He calls me back. I talked to him for like two hours and then I called you and was like, dude, we have to interview this guy. He just turned everything on its head that I yep. thought I understood about probiotics. Watch this video. They have a video, do this. And um, we made Quran famous. Basically. So Quran, if you're watching this, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, no, he actually jokes about that too. When I talk to him now, cause we still mm-hmm. work with him and he'll, he'll say that it was like our webinars and things that blew up physicians exclusive which is now microbiome labs mm-hmm. and kiran who's now famous kiran speaks everywhere he's doing a whole series of videos now he does like a five minute microbiome moment they're on facebook and instagram oh, of course yeah, they're, it good. Is. they're really yeah, good it's no. cool it's like branded and it's like i'm kiran krishna your friendly neighborhood microbiome <laughs> yeah go kiran yeah <laughs> go it's cool. so fun like now i see him promoted across like conferences and events and everyone yep. everything everywhere he's keynote i think i interviewed him as a primal 90 interview mm-hmm. and then this was a total accident but that was one of the last ones that aired um probably because it was one of the last ones we recorded but it was one yep. of the last ones that aired because we were already recording it when i reached out to him and was like hey uh-huh. we're already yeah. doing this thing but you need to be in it and i think as we were launching we were still recording episodes and editing episodes yes but, uh, i think it was how to not do a thing yeah it was pretty was much how, how we were doing it. the thing yeah. and like writing emails for a thing we'd edited at two in the morning the night before yep. for the yeah and um his interview was one of the last ones so by the end of that event we had lots of people signed up because people are incrementally signing up through the month. And by the end of the month was the biggest audience. Like whoever the last one was would have the biggest audience. And one of the last ones was him. And then we started getting emails like up to Wazoo of people wanting to buy Megaspore, the probiotic that he formulated. And I was spending hours a day sending people PayPal invoices because they only sell to professionals. So I was using my practitioner account. So I'd send somebody an invoice, they'd pay on PayPal. I'd call Whitney, who now is Whitney that you all know, who works with us at Rebel Health Tribe, um, and be like, okay, I need these six bottles. They go to these six people. Here's the address. And I was doing this all the time. And um, it finally got out of control because these people would go into Facebook groups for like SIBO or some other type of problem and say like, hey, I tried this probiotic. I feel better now. 
And then we'd get like 60 more emails. And then <laughs> like, we can't keep up with this. So like the website itself, the first version pretty much existed to allow us to process Megaspore orders. Yeah, that was the first Rebel Health Traffic. Yeah, the very yeah. first, first Primal 90 one, I built in like some cheap. That was just <laughs> to access Primal just 90. Primal 90. So it was yeah. not capable of, of selling like multiple products. No, like a shop yeah. and a, no. Yeah. And no. so we had that built purely to handle the demand. And then yeah. people wanted more. Like, they're like, you need to do more interviews with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. everybody kept emailing me questions to ask him. Like, it was Kiran we became like the intermediary between Kiran and the world of people Everyone who needed else, yeah. to know the things. And so we had them on the, um, the webinars. The, yeah, we started the, the microbiome series. We were doing them all the time. Yeah. And then it just blew up from there. But we became like the microbiome people yeah, by default we on accident. And then a lot of practitioners watched our stuff because his content was groundbreaking in the industry. And I remember talking to Whitney when we first were working with them, they had 500 practitioners. And the last time I talked to them, it's 20,000 now. And so the company that was three people is now 70 people and they're international and all over the place. But we did those microbiome series webinars. But yeah, I remember like in the morning of the webinar, there'd be 400 people. Yeah. And then... 700 and then 900 and then and we weren't doing that like it was just happening viral people were sharing the links in the groups and it was just going on its own and that's really when we rebel health tribe really became known for just providing really good content like really good content i think that's something to be really be proud of yeah it was it set the bar high for standard of content and what we're willing to put in front of people yeah and even working on on the new venture for me it's just how can i provide content that's going to actually serve people and help people um and what I, a novel I, concept yeah um, it's it's kind of weird for for our industry and not to you know because <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to throw anyone under the bus but obviously a lot of people you know their their first concern is how much money can i make um, how many people can this? i get to buy this how much money can i make yep. yeah. what are the what's the email list worth like that's the thing. like what's the EPL of my mm-hmm. email list, which is earnings per lead. It never felt good to think like that or be in a, uh, an environment where that was the that was the thought pattern. Because um, those people are people, right? There's, it, there's, there's a community of people there who are looking for help, and to take advantage of that or or betray that trust that they put in you is just it just it's gross. There's some really good people in the industry too. So, but then there's there's not. And that's just like any industry. I, guess. I think that's like every industry. For a while, I thought this one was excessively like that. And then I'm in another, another industry now that mm-hmm. it's the same. Yeah. So it's the same. And it's the names that are the biggest in the industries are not the ones that are necessarily the best at what they do. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you head over to rebelhealthtribe.com backslash kit. That's K-I-T and grab the RHT Starter Kit, which includes a sampler of four free videos from our professional masterclasses and webinars, the RHT Healthy Sleep Guide, the Wellness Vault Coupon Book, which will save you money on all of our favorite health-related tools and resources, a professional product guide, and a coupon for 15% off your first order in our shop. That's rebelhealthtribe.com backslash kit, K-I-T, 
and you'll get all that delivered right away. Also, if you're on Facebook, we've got a fun, engaging, and supportive group over there as well with thousands of health seekers just like yourself. Just search for Rebel Health Tribe and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. It's mm-hmm. like you got to search and find the people that are the, the real deal. Yeah, we kind of just kept with that. I mean, we did the microbiome series webinars, and then we had some other ideas that we tried to do webinar series. Some worked, some didn't work very the well. Baby series. The baby that, series bomb. That did not work. Um, that We only did that because <laughs> you were having a baby, and then we thought, oh, the whole audience will want to learn about babies now. Of course. And, and then later we did a survey of like, what <laughs> topics are you most interested in so that we can meet the last and baby's got like 2% and we're like, Oh, no wonder nobody watched this. Yeah. So we also learned, you know, like you obviously knew way more about marketing and like digital marketing and stuff than I, I knew zero. I was starting at literal zero when we started, but, um, we learned a lot over the years of like, this doesn't work, this works, do this, they like this, they don't like this, like running events in yeah. a certain format. And then we created the the, the weekend masterclass with the, the microbiome one a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like professional conference, weekend conference meets online summit meets course, because they are presentations that are taught, not interviews. Right. And so it's a hybrid model that I still haven't seen anybody else really nope. do. And they still do really well because the, the summit model of the week to 10 days to two weeks type of thing, there's so many of them and it's exhausting yep. and it's overwhelming. And like, we just say here, it's going to be this weekend. It's going to be all day, both days. You can watch whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's going to be loaded. Check it out. Yeah. I think the big difference is people get excited about a summit. A lot of it's still good information. For yeah. them. You know, a lot, a lot of them are good. It's good info, but like nine days, 10 days, you can't block out two, three, four hours a day for that long period of time. And so I think when they realized they could just schedule Saturday, Sunday, you know, this is what I'm doing and it works. Yeah. It's like an immersive dive. And if they're not interested across the full spectrum, there's at least four or five Mm -hmm. presentations that they'll be able to catch that they like. And so we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. The presenters like doing it because they get to teach. A lot of the presentations are, things that are usually taught to professionals, like it's things that they teach at medical conferences or uh, like Quran used one that he then later taught to doctors at medical conferences. Like they enjoy that. I think the same type of interviews that they do a lot are, are less exciting to them and sure. for some of them. And so it's fun. And, you know, we've left a lot of money on the table too over the years because we don't promote random everything all the time. Like if you've been with us for a while, you know, you don't get seven emails a week from us sharing this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, because, um, well, that sucks. And we, yeah, we don't, also, I don't want to yeah. get those emails. So i also don't want to send them. And there's not that many, um, events that are, that are that good. No, there's enough, but you know, if you're promoting seven days a week, at some point you're going to promote something that's not really up to par. It's, it's not going to be present. Yeah, it's impossible. Like yeah. there, There's just not the volume of stuff to share. So yeah. I say no to a lot of things. And yeah. some people get pissed about it. And then that rubs them the wrong way. And then mm-hmm. I've had people come to me and be like, no, you, you have a reputation that you're like difficult to deal with. And I was like, I don't know who told you that. But if the content you make is good, we're actually really easy to deal with. Sure. If you want me to promote something that I don't think is good, then... I'm just not going to deal with you at all. So I guess that would be difficult, but I can't say I was offended. And 
what it's really become is like, there's still a bunch of people in the Facebook group that were like part of that primal 90 launch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that group is like one of the best health groups out there. Yeah, yeah. If you're not so in our Facebook group, check yeah. it out. It's just it's, Rebel Health Tribe on Facebook. It's active. It's engaged. Most of it isn't even me. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not the one leading it or running it. It's mm-hmm. the, the members are posting, the community's posting, they post questions, they answer each other's questions. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of practitioners in there, a ton of support and supportive. And there's a bunch of people who are friends from our group that met in our group that are yeah. friends and support each other and have helped each other. And, and mm-hmm. like, they'll post pictures like, Hey, I met so-and-so. <laughs> at the whatever back remember when you could like hang out with other people. yeah imagine that um and like i talked about before we went on air like there's a couple that i've actually brought into other projects that i'm doing to help work i've hired people's daughters like <laughs> it's uh it's a community of people that i really value who i now know these people really well i mean we've known them for six seven years mm-hmm. and uh it's really unique i haven't i'm in other facebook groups and i i haven't encountered Same. that um that level yeah, of like support and there's not bitching and fighting and infighting and arguments yeah. and all that type of drama probably because i have a short trigger finger with of course that yeah. but it's More just not the type mine, of people <laughs> that are in there yeah it's just oh yeah. cool you're yeah. banned Gone. i am probably a bit more diplomatic i, I kind of had the reputation for being able to handle uh difficult people and, and, and turn them into customers or your email skills <laughs> yeah we would get emails of some you so know there's, there's angry people in this world who like to be angry yeah. and who are just angry and complaining and um we would get those emails because anyone who runs a business online gets those get emails those. and i would just send them to joe because i am not well suited to respond to those emails i could do better at it now but back then yeah. i was not well suited for that at all and um by the time Joe was done with them, they would have bought two things on the website, attended all our webinars, be posting in the Facebook group and sharing our yeah. business on their page. So what's yeah. the strategy just to, to, to validate their, their frustration. Yeah. Honestly, and, it's just being empathetic. Yeah. You know, cause oh. it's Sally pants 69 at, at <laughs> yahoo.com. And she doesn't know me. I don't know her. Yeah. So, and the other thing is like a lot of the people are struggling. Like people are sick. Yeah. If they're in our community, they're either struggling or they have struggled. Mm-hmm. A lot of that manifests as frustration. Yeah, I, I totally get it now. Emails have been removed from my hands, but I did it for a little while and yeah. um, I can do it now, but it's taken me a lot of training and work to be able to get to where I am now dealing with, <laughs> with that kind of thing without yeah. getting defensive or mm-hmm. uh, just it ignoring it completely or taking yeah. it personally. Yeah, because yeah. I've learned that too. Mira's an ER nurse, my wife, and she comes home with these stories from work that my first reaction is like rage because people are so mean to them and like hit them, throw things at them, swear at them, say things to them that are like not appropriate, like all this stuff. And it's like, well, and it's my wife. Yeah. yeah. But in general, it's like, but that's that person's like worst day of their life. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in the ER, things aren't going well for you. And so some people are going to express that fear uh in rage and anger and and lashing out and whatever so that's really helped me to like have that perspective on it too that that, like you said the people in our community are either suffering or have suffered or somebody in their life is suffering or Mm -hmm. something and so it it also doesn't it doesn't happen very much but yeah you had an uncanny knack for turning the angriest people into like our raving fans fans yeah and it was impressive i think i i even sent you to a few other of our friends who have similar businesses to gotten, help them with difficult contact uh, emails people. Um, you've tagged me in quite a few posts yeah 
It's yeah, hey, fun. do you want to answer this? Um, but yeah, and then we've met so many cool people yeah. that are in the industry too that have become friends. Like I lived in San Diego for five years and would meet Steph at the farmer's market because mm -hmm. we um, connected with her with Rebel Health Tribe stuff. Yeah, and there are cool people in the industry. I don't want to paint the picture like Yeah, yeah, for sure. Backstabbing and, and no. know, narcissistic. No different than any other industry. Whatever yeah. industry you're in, it's the same. Yep. <laughs> like exactly. to the listeners, like there's, there's the people that are really in things for the right reasons and mm -hmm. and there's incredible people too and that's who i tend to work with so if you see somebody on our master classes uh that's how we think about them exactly and the other thing i'll say is when certain people reach a level of success in the space i think um there's a tendency to have an idea of who they are right and I've certainly been guilty of judging people just based on the fact that they they were successful, and that had to do with a lot with my own you know my own um, struggles and relationship with finances and things like that. But like I'd see someone really successful, right, and be like they must they must be an asshole. Like it's, yeah, and then you meet the person like oh actually this person's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, there's I think the 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 top person that would fit that category for me is either Dan Kalish or. Tatis Karazian or Christine Schaffner, like they're all really nice. Cool Christine's yeah. so nice. And yeah. um, but <laughs> when I first met Datis, it was at the Wences. Yeah, we promoted a thyroid thing yeah, for them, yeah, and then yeah. we got invited. And I went to the thing in Boulder and uh -huh. I go to sit at the table and he walks in and I recognized him. He's the only one in the room wearing a suit, too. And he <laughs> walks in and sits down next to me, and I'm like, that's Tatis Karazian. I read his books. That guy's super smart. What do so I say to him? You were more intimidated than anything. Yeah, I was more intimidated yeah, than totally anything. Gonna... But I thought he might just blow me off or, like, right. not necessarily be an asshole, just, like, I'm some mm -hmm. dude in a, you know, tie-dye T-shirt sitting at a table <laughs> next to him while he's like, why, why am I at this thing? And um, <laughs> that's what I was projecting, that he was thinking that. And mm -hmm. then – um, and he was super nice, super warm, super friendly. We went out to dinner that night. He like picked up the check for the table and disappeared and we couldn't find him. And we're like, where's the tease? He was just sitting outside watching live music, That's like a cool. guy in the street playing music. Yep. And, um, and then he's always said yes to anything I've asked him to do. Like he's always come on our master classes. His presentations are always incredible. incredible and like the most watched and people come to watch him specifically. And he's super accessible. He's really friendly. He's really easy to work with. So it's, I have no idea where things are going to go from here. I mean, we've done the three masterclasses. And now if you're an audience member with Rebel Health Tribe, part of the community, you notice that Joe's back and mm -hmm. is writing the emails. Um, yeah, so well, you're kind of busy. So I have a new platform and a new thing that I'm launching. Because We'll talk about that when we talk about my journey similar to yours in some ways. Well, let's uh, just say it's going to be big and, and also yeah, can help a lot of people. Yeah, I hope it yeah. does. And right now I'm like in it. So I can't see mm -hmm. like what I'm in right now, launch wise and time wise and mm -hmm. moving pieces wise and whatever. If you'd have thrown something like that at us six years ago, or whenever we were doing the <laughs> primal 90 launch, like our brains would have just exploded and we would have disintegrated into now granted there's way more than two people working on it. Yeah. But if you'd have told me then that I'd be working on something like that ever, uh, I would have freaked out mm -hmm. and been like, I don't know how to do 95% of that. I don't know what I'm doing. But one thing I've learned, and I think this applies across industry, is that we learn things on the fly. Like yep. It's the only, that's really the best way. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how to do what I'm I doing. So I'll just learn, <laughs> do it. And then you're like, oh, that's not the way to do that. Now I know yeah. how to not do that. 
I now think, I know how to not do a bunch of things. Exactly. Same here. <laughs> I think people get paralyzed um, with that fear of failure and paralyzed, but I don't know how to do it. So I'm not mm -hmm. even going to try. Um, and it just stops a lot of people from following through. I mean, the thing that you're working on is truly something I've never seen before. And honestly, I'm proud of you for going at it. And I know it's going to help a ton of people. Thanks, it's man. Really amazing. I appreciate that. Um, but imagine if you let your fear stop you. And, how and, many, it, and how it almost has, it almost has several times when things would get like there to be a new big problem that I don't know how to solve. And it's like, oh, okay, now we got to stop again. And it's like, is this the end? Is this the thing that's going to stop it from going? And it never is. Yeah. And at the beginning, when I laid out all the stuff we needed to do for it, I said to Mira in passing, I was like, I'm going to have so many roles with this and have so much responsibilities of doing things that I've never done before that I don't know how to do that I'm pretty terrified. And she said, mm -hmm. but, but you're really good at doing stuff you don't know how to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I kind of am. So yeah. I'm just going to wing it. And then you yeah. realize the more complex of projects you take on in this type of world, uh, you realize that everyone else is winging it. Exactly. That like nobody knows what they're doing. It's there, yep. there's, there's just a few uh, people that kind of sort of but for the yeah, most they're part they're doing a thing right now that's too big for them i think that's happiness mm -hmm. you know it is that constant growth like yeah. if you're not doing something that's pushing the boundaries i mean that's just maybe it's maybe that's just me but for me if i'm not doing something that's pushing my boundaries and and causing pretty boring growth, it's pretty boring yeah yeah it's pretty so. boring and even rebel health tribe with we started with the primal 90 and megaspore and some mm -hmm. microbiome webinars and now there's like hundreds of hours of video content. There's multiple yep. webinar series. There's these three master classes that we've done. And there's a fourth one going to come probably this fall that we're going to do. And there's, you know, we did the film series production with Human Longevity Project. And like, there's a lot, like the scope of what's happened in the last six or seven years is a lot. And then what we're building with Enora is like the, the content that I've been corralling to get published on the first version of the website that's going to go live is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of like 150,000 words. Jesus. That's, I don't know how many words are on the Rebel Health Tribe mm -hmm. blog. It's more, it's probably more than 150,000, but, but that's six years. That's six years of content. <laughs> and we're producing that in like a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And the scope and the scale of it is frightening, but I just, I don't look at it you can't that way. Think about it. Yeah. No. I think that has been the key to the success that I've had is that I tried not to look at the big picture or not dwell on the big picture. No, like glance I, at it and then be like, okay, yeah, I need exactly. to do this small thing. Exactly. The next small thing. Like that's yeah. all I'm focused on now that's is it. like, this is the next thing that has to happen. So I'm going to do this thing. And, and it's just fun. I'm glad you're, you're, you're learning to embrace the, the, chaos of the, the oh, i would have been a mess right now yeah. like during that we're laughing about the primal 90 launch right now but like both of us almost oh, ended up awful. in the hospital like it was awful. i wasn't uh, we, neither of us were sleeping it was if one of us at all times was in like a full-blown yep. panic and then it would draw the other one into the panic yep. and then we were just feeding off each other's panic not good and we were both <laughs> balls of anxiety like non-stop and it would be like I'm having a pretty calm day. And then I'll talk to Joe and he's like freaking out, man. On the phone. I'm like, Oh <laughs> shit, here we go. And then the, two days later it's reversed. I'm freaking yep. out and he's trying to work on something. And, um, we both have come a long way and done a lot oh, of work yeah, yeah. since then. And now yeah. I'm like, 
I'm looking at like right now I'm, I'm still running rebel health tribe and then we're doing that. And I'm in two full-time professional trainings right now as well to like shift my career to different kind of work. Um, and any one of those four things is quite a bit to be doing. And for all four is absurd. Like it's, it's totally crazy what I'm juggling right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sleeping fine. Like yeah. I'm not having panic attacks or breakdowns. And it's, I think it is that shift from, and this goes for like people working on their health too. Like the next small thing, like That's make it. the next small change, focus on the the now it's all of these stories that we create about, Oh my God, there's this 72,000 moving pieces in this project that could go wrong. None of them are going wrong right wow. now. Yeah. yeah. And we, we create these like, cause we both have this, um, gift i'll call it of like hyper vigilance like we can see everything that can go wrong yep in a yeah, situation I think, I think i've gotten a lot better with that i think we both have i sort of tell myself there's nothing going on right now there's a lot that could go wrong but there's, there's also a lot that can go right so anything mm-hmm. that you project into the future you're just making up a story and none of that's real or none happening real. or so, so i'm and 99 like, of it won't happen ever yeah. <laughs> so if i'm gonna make up a story well like why don't i just make up a story that's actually gonna be beneficial why don't i make up a story that's gonna be the, the the highest and best outcome like at least i'm energetically pointed in the right direction that way instead of catastrophizing yeah. everything <laughs> yeah but we're wired like that's a skill to learn like we're wired yeah. as a being to scan for danger and to like find the things that could go wrong to be prepared for the you know whatever because that we needed to do that for a really long time and now we don't there are no saber tooth tigers now none and we apply although it might be more interesting out there at this point (laughs) if if there were but uh we you know and so i still have that that like this could go wrong this is going to go wrong this person's going to say no to this thing they're going to back out and it still is there all the time and then i can actively like that may happen. And if it does, that's fine. And then I'll figure it out. Or right. that's probably not going to happen because I would play out 97 different scenarios for that one thing. One right. of them may happen. Mm-hmm. All likelihood, I missed the thing that actually is the thing that happens <laughs> in my scan. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of energy it takes to do that is exhausting. Of course. And then you're not doing the little thing you're supposed to be doing right now because you're freaked out about that thing over there and you're bringing that into this little thing. Right. And so I've really learned to not do that and not get overwhelmed by the amount of things and deal with something that's gone wrong while it's actively going wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. Not it's, like, it's exhausting and it's paralyzing. I actually did an interview for Fatigue Summit a, a few weeks ago. And um, that was one of the things I talked about. It's like fear can show up as fatigue because it's not just fight or flight, yeah, it's fight freeze. Or, flight or freeze. Yeah. And that freeze, like, I know what that's like. I know what it's like mm-hmm. not to want to get out of bed because I'm just afraid everything's going to go wrong. So I'm just going to stay in bed. But just stay in bed. I'll, Which I'm makes everything go wrong. But, <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I freeze was mine too. And now I've learned a lot about like polyvagal and and the freeze response and that yeah. the, the freeze is a deeply ingrained response that you can't override. Like, it's not like, you're being lazy. It's your system shuts right. down and exactly. you're going to do this now because you're about to be eaten right. by a bear because right. freeze is what happens when you can't get away and you can't fight. Right. That's like the, the deepest level of shutdown in the system. And that's procrastination. That's yep. staying in bed. That's literally freeze. Like when we were at the height of the launch of the, the movie, 
there were afternoons where I'd be so freaked out and panicked that I would literally just go sit on the couch and be like, mm -hmm. just that was an interesting thing. Cause we had the, the literally the most opposite experience with that film launch. I remember there was a moment I was, I was home. I had the laptop open. I had someone on Skype and I had someone on my phone and it was, everything was breaking at the same time and it was completely nuts. And it was like, everything was seemed to be going wrong at the same time. Finally got through, you know, putting that fire out. I shut my laptop and Marissa looks at me and she goes, you love this. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. It was something about the, that, that experience or the, where I was at that point where I was like, just felt like I could handle it. I did and not feel like that. <laughs> It was, it was the first time I did a launch that I didn't actually get sick. It, actually, the very first launch that I did, that primal cooking workshop, I launched that from the hospital. Yeah, you were in the hospital. I remember <laughs> that. I had an emergency appendectomy. <laughs> During a launch. Anybody who's and, ever done launches will yeah. just laugh when they hear that because shit yeah. like that happens all the time. Like exactly. And I think, actually, when we did Primal 90, I ended up with pneumonia. Yeah, you I were sick. End, I was sick for that too. So it's like I always yeah. got sick, and I, mm -hmm. now I realize I was literally making myself sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was a, a mess. That was my first with Primal ninety. I had no experience in launches, and so every little thing I thought was like the biggest catastrophe ever because everything wasn't going perfect. And you're like, no, everything's going to go sideways. Of course. I'm like, how does. do you do this? Why is this <laughs> happening like this? Yeah, like how do you? And but, I probably didn't tell you some of the stuff that went wrong at the time. No, because I didn't even know what was going on. Like I didn't know how to fix most of it. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know. Now I'm involved when the things go sideways. Yeah. But we have an awesome team too, though. We were two guys doing a thing that was huge. I have a team of like I think there's 12 people now. So it's That's awesome. That helps a lot, and I've also learned what not to have myself doing. Like the things skill. that I don't do well with, I don't do them anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I have to trust the people that are doing them, but I don't do them and they like to do them. There's things you like to do that I don't like to do. There's things that everybody likes to do that other people don't like to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to really start to just stick to the things I like to do exactly. um, as much as possible. And then at least not do the things I really don't like doing. Well, that's the thing. If you don't like to do it, you're not going to be particularly good at it, right? But mm -hmm. there are the things that you're not that you're not good at, and you don't like to do. You should definitely stay away from them. Yeah, definitely don't <laughs> spend your time doing those things because it just sucks my life out. I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, why am I doing this? But now I'm I'm finding myself more in roles that are um, where I want to be, doing what I want to do with a team and an organization that I feel good about. Mm -hmm. And you've got your new project that you're doing. Yep. Um, which is allowing you to produce shows, which is Joe's favorite thing in the world to exactly. do. So yeah, do you want to share a little about that? Sure. If I could travel freely right now, then I'd be doing all of these interviews in person. But as it is, I'm doing them on Zoom. I'm doing a show called WellConnected.tv. Uh, That's the website. Uh, hopefully, again, once this airs, that, that'll be live too, because it's still a work in progress. Um, so I'm doing a bunch of interviews, 20, 25 interviews for season one. But instead of just putting out the interviews as straight hour-long interviews, I'm editing to them together into episodes. So similar to like a docu-series that you've seen, um, hopefully a little bit more compelling, a little bit more interesting, um, a little bit more valuable. Um, and I, I hope people get get something out of it. But those will be free on, on wellconnected.tv for people to watch anytime they want. And season um, one is microbiome, right? Season one is all gut health and microbiome. So Kiran, of course, is in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go check yes. out Kiran over course, there. Yeah. So he's in it a lot. 
<laughs> Good. Uh, there's some people that are in it that most people haven't heard of, which I'm really excited about uh, because they deserve to, to be known. And so I'm hopefully kind of expose some people uh, for being as awesome as they are. So it's uh, awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. And you guys from Rebel Health Drive will find out about it when it goes live. So you might have mm-hmm. already um, gotten emails on that or we'll, we'll be sure to notify you when that's yeah. when that's going on. When you have a subject that is something that I actually know a lot of things about, I'd be happy to come on there and mm-hmm. chat. Uh, I don't think I need to be a guest on your microbiome season because all I would be doing is sending people to Quran's webinars. Yeah. Anytime I talk about microbiome or gut health stuff, I'm basically just regurgitating things I learned from Quran. So yeah. To be like the interviewer. Yeah. My knowledge, yeah. 99% of it comes from yeah. him. And then I just repeat the things I've heard like a mm-hmm. parrot. And then yeah. people are like, wow, you know a lot about this. I'm like, I'm yeah. good at memorizing things Quran says. Exactly. So, well, plus uh, we season, had so many hours with him. Season two is going to be more um, mental, emotional health. Oh, uh, cool. Just because I think that's kind of an underserved thing. Um, but you can go shopping for guests on our platform. I, yeah, no, I absolutely. I've so, got some pretty solid connections yeah. over there now. Yeah, um, no doubt. I just think that that's something that's not talked about enough. And that's why I'm excited about an aura too. So I yeah. think that's, gonna, <clears throat> that's really going to help a lot of people. That's going to be our master class this fall. Oh, nice. Too. Um, oh, cool is going to be on deeper healing work yeah. um, because it's the elephant in the room when it yep. comes to functional medicine right now. And now it's the elephant everyone's talking about mm-hmm. uh, like, Oh shit, there's an elephant in this room. Cause for a while it was totally ignored. Like I've watched the functional medicine world go from like that stuff. We mean like trauma, emotional yeah. suppression, like spiritual disconnect, that whole world of things that's separate from physical disease to this might be connected to this is probably connected to, Oh, this needs to be addressed or people don't get better. And this makes people sick. Um, But I don't know what to do about it. And that's kind of where functional medicine sort of is right now. So trauma is a buzzword. Um, Those kind of things are like buzzwords in the functional medicine space, but they don't really know that's where it's at. It's so funny. Back when I was seeing clients one-on-one, I always have a client every now and then who was doing quote unquote, everything right. Eating all the right food, mm-hmm. getting good sleep, getting, you know, everything right. And they weren't getting better or they weren't losing weight or whatever it is they wanted. And then I talk a little bit more with them and it turns out they did have some sort of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Something happened. and Or they're I, an abusive relationship or some neglectful yeah, situation exactly. or job they hated with a would, passion or... exactly. Mm-hmm. So I referred them to someone who was, you know, more equipped to deal with that than I, than I was. And they, dealt that's with more it. than most practitioners do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, once they dealt with it, lo and behold, they, you know, they'd get relief from their symptoms, mm-hmm. they'd lose the weight and they, you know, they, they feel better. So yeah, I went through the similar kind of trajectory where it was like, yeah, I could have something to do with it too. Yeah. This is probably the root cause of all of it. Yeah, everything even down to compliance issues. Like, yeah, I can't course. stick to a diet. I don't take my supplements. I don't whatever. There's always a reason. There's always a reason yeah. that that's true. And yeah. and not to vilify it or you're doing something wrong or bad. But like, let's explore mm-hmm. why that is. Like, I've been in uh, Gabor's training for mm-hmm. six months now. Doctor Gabor Mate, yep. who I'm gonna interview him in the next year. I'm making it so because mm-hmm. he's somebody I've wanted to interview for a really long time, and now I actually have access. So. One mistake we often make in that world is, is vilifying that like Mm -hmm. people will be like, I suck, or this part of me sucks, or like, there's this bad me that wants to eat the cheeseburgers or the McDonald's or the whatever I have these habits and, or the addictions or the whatever. And there's a, 
there's like the good me who wants to be healthy and eat the healthy things. And then there's the bad me who like <laughs> makes me do all these things. And working in his program has really helped me shift that there is no bad you. And that the reason that you have trouble doing the certain things or that you do the things you don't want to do or whatever it is, is because it, at some point that's serving you, like that's helping you. Like it's either like a soothing or a coping or a numbing or a protection from something. And until that something is processed in some way, that's always going to be there. And it's always going to be an uphill thing. And there's always going to be this thing. And these parts of you, like nobody likes to be told that they suck. It doesn't work well. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. tried conflict resolution with people outside of yourself, mm -hmm. but being like, you're shitty is usually not the best approach if you want people to harmonize in some right. sort of way. And so it's really shifted my perspective on a lot of these things that like there are, and like uh, Dick Schwartz, who's the founder of IFS, Internal Family Systems Therapy, which is all based on parts like that, is mm -hmm. his thing. Their like tagline is there's no bad parts. Mm -hmm. and that even addicts like who are yeah. shooting up every day there's a reason that that that, that part does that mm -hmm. and that it was protect the team yeah. from the pain of the thing that it's masking i think people often get like intimidated or, or nervous to get into that kind of work because they feel guilt or yeah shame or something i think and part of it also is when you're dealing with past trauma they think they have to relive that trauma yeah so they avoid that of course, like, of course, you, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. you would avoid that. Why yeah. wouldn't you avoid that? But it's not necessarily the case. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to have to relive that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of ways to work with that stuff that yeah. doesn't involve that. And some that involves it zero, like right. ner nervous system type stuff involves it zero. You don't have to talk about anything. So it's, right. yeah, it's fun. And that's, that's, that's where I'm shifting. And I want to, I'm not going to turn Rebel Health Tribe into that entirely, because it's still going to be functional medicine and nutrition and that mm -hmm. type of stuff. But I want to integrate more of that into this platform because without it, it's not whole, like it's, it's not 100%. complete. And everyone in this industry loves to use the word holistic yet. Yeah, but holistic doesn't that, just mean diet and supplements and exercise yeah. and whatever. Yeah. There's this whole other world mm -hmm. of like your psycho, spiritual, emotional, like even energetic. We had a presentation on the neuromaster class on human biofield sciences from a PhD mm -hmm. from UCSD and there's a lot of science is starting to catch up with a lot of this, this yep. stuff. I love the t alternative medicine that's been around for 4,000 years. Well, exactly. Pharmaceutical medicine has been around uh -huh. for a hundred, but uh -huh. now that science, and I'll put that in quotes, is starting to catch up with these things. Like more people in our culture are like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. It totally makes because, sense. oh, that's legit. Because the guy from the university with the white right. coat told me this was a thing. Yep. And that's great. You know, well, yeah, good. But we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take right. it and I'll try to find them and stick them on the platform so that you can hear from them so that it opens these doors because some people need that in order to be able to um, open up to, mm -hmm. to trying new things. So yeah, we've both gone down the like hippie weirdo route um, yeah, in the last I'm, I'm, I'm uh, about it, man. six got, years and it's got my crystals and my incense. And I my see that behind me. <laughs> yeah, I, so I see the salt lamp and some of the yeah. art and I've got, you know, stuff here There's on part. there. And um, it's just, uh, it's part of it. It can't be yeah. ignored. And before, like, I think we've both tried to help with our, our own anxiety or our panic or those type of states that we were in during those launches. I was eating healthy food then. 
Exactly. I was doing like the things. I was taking the supplement that's supposed to make you calm down. Yeah. I was taking seven of them. Like I was. Then it's like, what's wrong with me? Why? Yeah, yeah. Why, why doesn't this work for me? Like, all the right thing. I'm yeah. too messed up. And when yeah. I went through my really dark depression period a few years ago, I was eating healthy food. I was taking supplements. I was exercising, and I still ended up almost killing myself. And that's what led me to this kind of work is because that stuff wasn't enough for me. And, and yep. it like broke me to a point where it's like, okay, I'm willing to jump off this cliff. But the goal is to help people before go off that cliff before that's to avoid a monster. Like it's <laughs> to do it earlier, just like with health issues, like you want to start making health changes with diet and things like that before you have like advanced stage yeah. cardiovascular disease. Like it's right. the same thing. So yeah, it's just interesting because we, we've gone on like parallel um, yep. walks down that. And I think both of us looking, us now looking at us then are just like, man, those guys are a mess, but it's where, but we love them. We were. Yeah, for sure. Cause now we can laugh about it and it's silly and it's funny and it's like, oh, it's okay, buddy. You're going to be fine. You're going to exactly. make it through that. Just, just don't freak out too much. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't be more like poking, like, look how freaked out they are. Um, but <laughs> we had to go through that, had like, to. that had to go through that to learn. Mm -hmm. And so now it's just about like sharing what's learned to help it's, others not have to make the same, you know, it's really interesting to look back at some of those, like even, you know, exiting the, the previous company, um, which was somewhat traumatic as well. And I went through a pretty deep depression coming out of that. Um, but looking at that whole process with with such gratitude, like mm -hmm. wouldn't it be doing what I'm doing now if I didn't go through that? And I can look back at all different stages of my life, all the different, you know, horrible things that I've gone through, which really isn't that horrible, but you know, um, it's all relative, right? Yeah. But looking back at that with gratitude, and if I can look back at gratitude, then is it possible to look at something? to have gratitude for something that you're going through in the present moment. It's harder. Super hard. But yeah. I mean, I see it too. And like Mira and I have been through some hellacious yeah. periods of really, really scary shit and really awful stuff the last few years. And the third time, the last one that was the longest and the worst, I knew um, these are autoimmune flares for people that are listening that like turn our life upside down. She's in tons of pain. Everything goes to hell. And, um, the last time I'd already been through two of them, like we'd already been through two of them. And there were these huge shifts that came about, like that I knew, mm -hmm. but I still struggled when we were in the thick of it to like, somebody would say something like that to me and I would want to like choke slam them Of course, like, Oh, look for the message or the meaning or the lesson. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. I just want this to stop. Like yep. I'll look at the lesson later right now. It needs to stop. It's too mm -hmm. much. And so if you do get overwhelmed, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's hard. The harder the situation is, the harder it is to find like, oh, something great is going to come out of this. Yeah, like, that sucks. Like, no, yeah, one wants to hear that. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. But that's why we're doing this season like we're doing it with these healing journeys, because I want people to know that the people they learn from now who have like been through all these things, you're seeing them at their best. Yep. You're seeing them like post catastrophe, post lessons mm -hmm. learned ability to look back at it with perspective and with the lessons and with the growth and everything and being like, Oh yeah, I know that this happened, but I promise 
if you talk to those people while they were in it, they wouldn't sound quite like that. And they wouldn't have the same perspective. So I just want to keep that in mind that, and we'll talk about that when we do your episode about your story too, like what it was like when when you were at your worst state. Um, If somebody had been like, well, because this is happening, you're going to get really into health and then you're going to start a health company and you're going to help all these people and you're going to make a movie and then you're going to create a TV show and all of this. You'd have been like, cool, great. I don't want to feel like this right now. Yeah, I would just like my brain to stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you stop my head from vibrating? Like, so I get it. And that's the practice though. That's the skill. Like now I'd like to think like the next time, I hope there's not a next time, but the next time that I'll be able to bring even more awareness into that situation because then you're able to exist in that situation in a healthier way. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Yeah. 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 It's not, I'm not talking about bypassing, like, right. Like right. the, what's that meme with the, 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 with the dog where it's all on fire and it says, this is fine. Yes, <laughs> Have you exactly. seen that? No, it's not that like yeah. still put out the fire, but right. do it in a way that you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Like, you know, and it's, it's possible to maintain some level of like presence and awareness around the chaos that's happening right. or the, or the fear and saying like, Oh, I'm really afraid right now. Yeah. Like even that, like, I'm really afraid right now. I feel tightness in my chest. My body's reacting to the fear. You're reacting to fear. Like it's maybe even changing the language a little bit from, I am from, I am afraid to there I'm experiencing. Yeah. A lot of fear. That's just to create that separation. That little Mm -hmm. bit of separation might, might be helpful. Right. Yeah. I worked with a guy during the the height of the last panic months with Mira Mm -hmm. where the whole day, during the day would be spent trying to try various things to get her out of enough pain so that she could go to work at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I would schedule sessions with this guy, uh, Danny, who's from my luminous training at three, like she would go out the door to work. And then I would call this guy and I would have been wired and panicked all day. And I would walk into it in like a wired and panicked situation. And he specializes in like somatic meditation and somatic awareness like bringing awareness into the body out of the head and by the end of that hour i had trouble like because then i would do my whole work day in the afternoon and the evening after she left for work and i would have to get from panicked mess ball of stress to like being able to focus and do things that weren't researching her health to try to fix that and the difficulty would be that i'd be so relaxed that like doing the work would be a wow. challenge and it's because he would bring me out of here yeah and bring me into there and find places in my body that weren't panicked and bring my awareness into those places and it would like everything else would soften yeah and it was magic and so now yeah. i i still talk to danny and i always thank him still that you were with me in my yeah. worst and it's huge but that was like man i need to learn how to do this so now I'm learning how to do that and i wouldn't have had to learn how to do that if i wasn't a panic ball of mess if that whole thing wouldn't have been happening exactly so um yeah and it's so much more like you would give anything for that to be happening to you instead of your wife yeah all the time so yeah 100 percent of the time because like yeah. i'm i'm the terrible person who deserves the things to happen to me and she's the good person who should not be in pain and have the yeah. you know she was the straight a student who never got in trouble i was the one getting kicked out of school and dealing with police so like there's all these stories that we tell ourselves like yeah this should be me i'd rather be the one in pain mm-hmm. um and it was just resistance it just ultimately came down to it as i had intense resistance to every moment of our mm-hmm. life 
and he would that resistance exists here though that that's in the head mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in the body has no idea yeah. about that so of course um but yeah so i we could talk about this forever but yep. interesting angle that this episode took which i'm sure Not we both kind surprised. of expected yeah <laughs> but that's you know where the platform came from was sort of an accident and then it exploded on accident with Karan's mm-hmm. webinar and megaspore and microbiome and then we kind of just followed what it was we were interested in. And some of those know, things you guys were also interested in, not accident, but like yeah, I chance. Say it's, it's, it was like, yeah, I think we just did the right thing. Really. It was following like a, oh, this seems like a decent idea. Let's yep. do this. This seems like a good idea. Let's do this. And some of them were really good ideas that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were not, were not really that good ideas. And then you don't know about those things because <laughs> they aren't anymore. But um, the, the consistent theme, though, is that we always said yes to the things. Mm-hmm. that's like, huge yeah like oh that's an idea let's do that okay how are we going to do that i don't know let's do it let's figure, it out, we'll figure it out as we go and so if you're paused on something right now because you don't know uh how to do it just the only way to do it is to do, do it. it yeah just do it and then yep. you'll learn how to do it and then people yep. will come to you and think that you're some sort of genius at doing it <laughs> and then you'll tell them a funny story like this one yeah exactly. so um because there is no super clean cookie cutter path to get from this to thing to that thing like there's no at least that i'm aware of i don't, I don't no, know i always talk to because i do some coaching now i do some kind of business slash life coaching but it's always someone who's in a job that they can't stand and mm. they don't know how to get to where they want to go and i always sort of equate it to to a drawbridge right so your the drawbridge is open you're standing on the side that you don't want to be on and the other side of the drawbridge is the the life that you want, um, something you're passionate about that you want to figure out a way to make money at. And it's like, well, you just have to try to get the drawbridge to close as much as you can, but it never closes all the way or at least very rarely. So at some point you do have to jump. Yeah. Yeah. And like so, bring that thing a little closer to you and free up a little more time to work on it yep. and like whatever. And then, exactly. yeah, you just have to jump. Yep. If you fall in the water, you get out and then you climb back up and then you do it again. Do it again. Yeah and do it better than you did at the time before like i usually only make the same mistake four or five times (laughs) and then i'm like oh wait burn that's hot don't don't touch that yeah so um you probably learn faster than i do and then like the people listening to this most of them probably make adjustments faster than i do so um you can do it and if that's a health thing or if it's a business thing or if it's a whatever like when you were a kid you thought adults had everything figured out remember that you thought like they all have their shit together and then you're an adult adult i'll put in quotes <laughs> nobody knows what the hell they're doing yep everyone's winging it We're like just literally it everyone is yep. yeah completely yep. winging it and kids look yep. at us now like oh that's an adult they know what they're doing wrong mm-hmm. i am just a bigger older looking you who's winging different things than you are um yeah i just figured out more stuff along the way because yeah I'm further down the path some days you know it's baby steps i hate this idea of like the uh, the self-help guru's massive action Sometimes i've had one just- client ever in my life, yeah. you know, you give them all these, at least yeah. in, probably at the beginning, when you first started coaching people, you'd give them like, do yep, these 106 things. Yeah. <laughs> I had one client ever like throw out all their food or give it away or whatever, replenish mm-hmm. all their food with new food, organic food, start cooking all their food, go on walks, do meditations, do this, do like did everything from day one, mm-hmm. one, one, yeah. one person yeah. ever and stuck to it and like yeah. did it. That's, that's not 
And then that was probably even unhealthy because they had to have sure. some sort of like unhealthy obsession, OCD it's, to even be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you could just move forward, just move forward, just keep moving forward a little bit, little by little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh shit, I used to be way over there and now exactly. I'm over here and now the thing is closer. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Good, good, good pep talk. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks. That no, that's all. It's yeah. yeah. It sounds like some wise thing. It's just what we've stumbled through to yeah exactly. to do it. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Well, thanks for having this chat. We're gonna connect again soon to record yours about your story. I'm sure it'll get even more more weird. Yeah, because then then it's gonna get more weird because then we can talk details about how those things happened. So. I can't um, wait. <laughs> Maybe we need like a glass of wine or something for, for that those one. listening. You're you're you may not be ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a disclaimer at the beginning of it. So yeah. cool. Well, it's always fun to connect, man. It's been super fun yeah, to build this thing uh together. And I'm glad to have yep. you back involved in some capacity because I'm happy to be back. It's, I, it's like, so funny. I feel fun. like uh uh you know, when I write the emails that people are reading, I get away with being myself. Yeah, like especially if I just wrote a couple of emails on cannabis and CBD, and it was just like, man, it's just fun, you know. It's just fun to be myself and try to be funny and try to, you know, be authentic. I saw those; it was funny. And you need to teach me how to use the strike through in the in the CRM because yeah, I saw that and I was so jealous because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) But uh, cool. All right, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and that'll be uncensored. So cool. uh, As much as you want it to be. Um, and uh, I'm an open book. Let's go. Yeah, I've decided that <laughs> I don't have anything left on the don't talk about this list. So Same. I'm Same. just going to throw it out there. Oh, and I used so to be like ashamed better. of some of it or like yep. not ashamed of it because there's all these like I call them white knights in this industry who, you know, mm-hmm. grew up with the organic food and the great this and that. And they were like college athletes and they've never had a drink and they've always mm-hmm. been ripped and they're always healthy and all these things. And like, um, okay, well, I'm not that. And so when I started to be in rooms with like Datice, it was like, people like that, or these conversations in this industry, like, I hid where I came from, or like, what I did, like, I didn't openly talk about how I used to get super drunk all the time, or party, or I got arrested, or I used to get in trouble in school, or my grades weren't good, or Mm -hmm. like, all these kind of things, or that I spent 10 years in the service industry, which doesn't have like a super high level of prestige in this. Like not many people, like look at, um, like if you go, like bartenders are not looked at as like, you know, oh, right. they're a bartender. So I was always like kind of ashamed of a lot of these things or that I struggled with depression or anxiety or whatever. And yeah. now it's like the realness of that is the strength. It's totally the strength because people can relate to that, but it's just so, it's just so much more fun to not have that guard up. Yeah, it's so much more relaxing and easy to have conversations. I just stopped it as a whole, mm-hmm. like completely. And now there's no more supposed to. Yep, there's no more shoulds. No, no, should is like the worst word in the English language. I, I agree. Think. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. So cool. you can skip to that one if you want, because they'll all be published when you listen to this. It's a few mm-hmm. episodes down the road. So look for Joe's name again on the thing. If you want to back to back it with this one and just double team it, just go to that one right now. I'm so sure it'll be an interesting continuation. It, yeah, it doesn't exist yet in this moment in time, but time isn't real. So it exists where you are. So go 100%. listen to it over there. All right, cool. Real. Thanks a lot, man. I will Thanks, talk to you then now soon. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what that means, but... Sounds good. And this brings us to the end of today's episode. Head on over to rebelhealthtribe.com backslash kit to access the RHT Quick Start Bundle. 
which includes four full-length presentations from our RHT masterclasses, two downloadable PDF guides, and a 15% off coupon, which you can use in our retail shop. If you're on Facebook, come join our Rebel Health Tribe group over there. And finally, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon.